we're doing a listener Q&A and we're answering two big marriage and money related questions, finding better banking options and how to decide whether or not to loan money to friends or family. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Glad we're doing another round of the listener mailbag. Last Q&A, we covered getting back on track with your financial goals, raising your credit scores, and jumpstarting your financial cushion. This time, we're going to look at two key questions that many of you are thinking about right now. First, it looks like you are trying to find a better banking option. That's an absolutely smart money move as many of us realize how key our checking and savings accounts are when it comes to our family's finances. Getting hit with needless fees drains your account. Most times it's not for your benefit, but instead about growing their profit. Also, we're going to be looking at a very complicated and sometimes awkward situation about deciding whether or not to help out a family or dear friend financially without hurting your own finances. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. Your checking and savings accounts are the backbone of your family's financial system. But for most of us, we take it for granted. It's almost like an afterthought. And much of this is because of how we chose our accounts in the first place. I don't know about you, but for my husband and I, we were already banking with the two major bank accounts because we had the student checking accounts. They were absolutely basic. It was a place to park our money and nothing else. Considering the bad service we got, getting hit with fees and not really earning anything for our savings, I have to say we stayed with them for far too long. A lot of it was inertia. We were worried about just the hassle of moving our money to someplace new and trying to find something better. Finally, though, we wised up and we moved our money. And guess what? We're really happy now. We're getting much better service. All that procrastination and worries we had, they were unnecessary. We use a combination of an online bank and a credit union. We're with Coastal here in Raleigh for our finances. As you heard at the top of the show, Coastal Credit Union does sponsor this podcast. However, we've been members with them for years before that happened. And we have been absolutely happy with the service we've been getting. We feel like now we have banking partners that are actually that. They're partners that are helping us reach our financial goals faster. And they're making our lives easier when it comes to managing our money. So how do you find the best banking option for you? Let's go over a few essentials to look out for, no matter where you're going to be banking. The first is secure and reliable access. You want your money to be safe and you need to be able to get to it when you need it. Only look at banks or credit unions that are either FDIC or NCUA insured. If you use branch locations, that's great. But for us, we do 99% of our business online. So your bank or credit union should have an intuitive 
a responsive website and mobile app. The second thing is fantastic customer service, not just something that's acceptable. You want your credit union, community, online bank to be member or customer focused. How are they helping you? Some of the better banks and credit unions are offering financial education to make sure that their customers are empowered with making the best financial choices. Finally, competitive rates. You work hard for your money. It should be working hard for you. Compare the rates and see that you're getting a good deal on both sides. How much are you earning on your savings? And if you're getting a loan, what rates are they offering? Those numbers matter to your financial health, especially over time. So those are the three big ones that I'm looking at when comparing banking options. Many of us are familiar with the big banks, but there are different alternatives out there that might be a better fit for you. I think you should at least consider them when you're hunting for a new account. The first group to look at are credit unions. Credit unions offer many of the same services as banks. The big difference is how they're structured. With a bank, they serve their shareholders and investors. When you join a credit union, though, you're not just a member, but a part owner. So while banks reward their shareholders, credit unions reward their members in the form of lower interest rates on loans, lower or minimal fees on your accounts, and higher rates on your savings. Second group to look at are community banks. They may be relatively small in size to the amount of branches that the big banks offer, but many in our community think that these locally-based banks offer big wins with more personalized service and care towards their customers. If you're someone who prefers going into a branch to get something fixed or just want to be able to pick up the phone and get someone local to help out, community banks can be the way to go. Finally, online banks. Since online banks don't have those brick and mortar branches, many of them can offer competitive rates and benefits like low or no minimum balances on their checking accounts. That's actually one of the reasons we initially made the switch from the big banks. Plus with so many of us banking online anyways, when it comes to using our bill pays, depositing checks, most of us honestly don't notice a difference with our day-to-day routines. If you're hunting for a better banking option, consider those alternatives. Use those three points with the checklist, run the numbers, and find a partner that makes sense both for your goals and your values. Once you find that banking option for you, I do have an entire episode on our sister podcast, Simplify and Enjoy, on exactly step-by-step how you can move your money over. I'll include a link in the show notes. One of those very stressful and complicated situations couples find themselves with is making this decision of whether or not to lend money to family and dear friends. Even if your usual policy is not to do it, these past couple of years have been hard on many and you may have made an exception. Through chats with some of you on the newsletter, with social media, and on the Thriving Families Facebook group, 
I get the sense that as a community, we want to be generous and assist our loved ones. At the same time, though, we don't want to put our own family's finances in jeopardy. So how can you find an approach you're comfortable with? First of all, we have to break this up into two parts. Even before we analyze our loved one's situation, we have to be honest about what's going on at home first. Are you two right now in a position to financially help out? I understand many of us have this instinct to help when we can, but there's going to be times and instances, especially when you're in those initial parts of getting your finances in a good spot, where you don't have the circumstances. It's best for you to be upfront with your family on that. Now, second, part of this tension and the arguments I see with couples have over whether or not to loan money to family and friends is that there's a question either in one or both of your minds if you're really helping out or if you're enabling. I'm not talking about one-time emergencies like an accident or an unexpected layoff. One of you might have a relative who constantly seems to keep having emergencies pop up. So here are three questions to consider to get a better sense of the situation. Is this the first time they've asked you for help? Or have you noticed this being a pattern? What exactly is the emergency? Like I said, there are times when something unexpectedly happens and comes up. But is this emergency something that they could have prepared for if they better manage their finances? Lastly, what's their backup plan? What I'm asking, are you their backup plan? Do they consider you a safety net whenever they have financial problems? Just talking about and answering these questions honestly with one another can give you a better sense of what the right move is in that particular situation. Just as a reminder, there are more ways you can help rather than just loaning out money. The first one is give a gift. Don't loan, just give a little something. We've done this in the past, and this is generally our policy. We make sure that we give an amount that won't damage our budget, and there's no expectation of getting it back. It really is a free and clear gift. The second is offer to help them with budgeting. And this, again, is particular to the situation. Do they see you as a mentor or are you in a position where you can offer this assistance and they know that it's coming from a place of wanting to help and not from judgment? If they don't feel comfortable with sharing their numbers, maybe you can offer to share your budget spreadsheet if you have one. That could be enough to get them on the right path with their finances or at least get them to consider that they have to manage their money differently. Finally, there may be programs or resources out there that are available to them that they could help. Of course, if they're married, you can point them out to the site here, A Couple Money, but there are organizations out there like Single Stop that can help them get back on their feet. I know it's hard dealing with this question of whether or not to help out family financially, and I'm not gonna give you a hard and fast rule on what to do, but I do hope these guidelines make things less stressful and that the two of you can come together as a team and make a decision that you're both happy with. If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you. 
including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Instead of going over our usual key takeaways, I want to highlight how you can send in your marriage and money questions. I want the two of you to stress less over the money and instead come together as a team to tackle your family's financial goals. The first one is the newsletter. You'll get the latest episodes, articles, and helpful resources sent straight to you each week. It's also the easiest way to stay up to date with everything that's going on. If you have a question or an idea for an episode, this is the best way. I personally read the emails. And if you want to keep it confidential, just let me know. I'll still look up and give you an answer as soon as I can. The second is through social media. You can reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, on Instagram with your questions. Just tag me at Couple Money. Finally, I would love for you to join us in our Thriving Families Facebook group. What you may not know is that it's not just the Couple Money or the Simplify Enjoy community. It's actually a few of us running this together. We have Andrew from Family Money Plan, Andy from Marriage, Kids, and Money, and myself. We're all parents, and just like you, we're trying to balance everything. We wanted a place where families can come together and swap ideas, stories, and encouragement. You can always ask a question, and besides Andy, Andrew, and myself, others in the community are very generous with their time in answering questions. So if you're interested in joining, just head over to couplemoney.com FB. We'd love to see you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I'll have links to the resources we've mentioned today, plus more over at Couple Money. Heads up, with summer around the corner, I'm shifting things up a bit. I'm going to recharge and get started on some new content for Couple Money, so there are going to be no episodes out in June. Don't forget, though, I do host the Simplify and Enjoy podcast, and we're in the middle of our spring-summer series. We've done some really fun episodes already about travel hacking, resetting and simplifying your money. And this week, we're going to be looking at house hunting, specifically on tips on how to help you buy an affordable house you love. So if you want to catch those episodes, make sure you're subscribed. Simplify and Enjoy is on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. Couple Money Podcast is made possible because of incredible listeners like you. I really appreciate you being a part of this community. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.